Welcome to the Lifestyle of Reverence podcast. My name is Rochelle Sheik, and I'm the founder of Koya. Koya remembers that everything is interconnected, lives a lifestyle of reverence, integrates the polarities of masculine and feminine, light and dark, and heaven and earth into wholeness. Koya honors the energy that moves outwards to the cardinal directions, to the north, to trust the physical sensation of truth in the body, to the south, anchoring your truth through doing your sacred work in the world, to the west, following the call of your soul to explore, and to the east, living your life as prayer. Koya also honors the energy that moves inwards to access your inner wisdom, inner creativity, inner sensuality, and inner light. Koya honors through movement, ritual, community, and pilgrimage, exploring the paths that point you back to your soul, giving you courage to enter the portal of possibility, to remember to remember. Our first series is about the call to create and that our bodies were meant to do this. We'll explore the themes of menstruation, pregnancy, hormonal cycles, and the value of lived experience in the body as a way to map the path of creation from idea to actualization. Our next guest is Kate Northrup, who is a professional freedom seeker and creative entrepreneur. She created financial freedom for herself at the age of 28 through building a team of more than 3,000 wellness entrepreneurs in the network marketing industry. Kate is the best-selling author of Money, A Love Story, Untangle Your Financial Woes, and Create the Life You Really Want. Her philosophy is that if you free yourself financially, you can show up more fully for your life. She's committed to empowering as many people as possible to have the ultimate luxury in life, choice. You can learn more about Kate at katenorthrop.com. Welcome. I'm so honored to be here. Kate Northrup, a dear friend and deep inspiration of mine. And as we are sitting here in in this time, I just want to say thank you, Kate, so much for all the work that you've done. And in, in tender moments of our own friendship, I, I know that I've looked you in the eye and said, because of the way that you've lived, because the way you have spoken the truth, because the way you have manifested so much of your dreams, it's been such a healing part of my heart to know that that's possible. And so I definitely always see you in this light, like with my, you know, with, with my mother Mary figure. You know, it's just this embodiment of this love energy and this courageousness because is what I want to honor in you is I know that it's not easy and we have to interface with all of ourselves to come to that. It's not like you just get to bypass all the difficulty and jump ahead. And so I really honor the, the deep remembering in you. And so much of this podcast is really honoring the remembering of our essence as wise, wild, and free. And so uh, welcome everyone. I, I asked Kate to come here today because she wrote an amazing book called Money, A Love Story, but I also feel that she is an ambassador of the second chakra. So, <laughs> That's totally what I am. <laughs> and so I invited her to have this conversation about money, menstruation, and I said, well, you know, I feel like you are doing the second chakra mapping for all of us and really any direction you want to take us. Um, I, I would love to go, but just, I want to really begin with thank you. And um, 
I'm curious to see what bubbles up with that very big open invitation. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, Ro, I mean, I would do anything you ever asked me to. So um, <laughs> I'm honored to be here, of course. And um, I am an ambassador for the second chakra. Thank you for saying that because I have trouble um, answering the question, what do I do? And I have trouble answering it for myself as well. And especially right now in this time, like today that we're recording, um, it's just been the lunar new year um, and the new moon in Aquarius. And I feel like I am um, not really switching directions in my work, but like definitely moving on to the next chapter. And the next chapter is not specifically about money, but it is definitely still about the second chakra and it's widening that conversation. And, um, you know, I've, I've had this experience recently of, um, so, you know, like I've known about the wisdom of the body my whole life because my mom wrote this book, Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom, and like she's been one of the big champions. And yet I just like thought a lot of it was weird to be perfectly honest. <laughs> you know, I my own way of rebelling. I just always thought my mom was a total weirdo. I love her so much, but like I just kind of have pushed against you know, not against, but, you know, just being like, can't you just be like the other mothers? And then, um, and she's not. And, <laughs> and I love that about her. And so as I've become a mother, my baby girl was born in September, 2015. So she's 16 months old now. And um, there is nothing like growing a human being in your body to give you reverence for like, holy, wow, this is amazing. Ooh. This is all everything it's all true. <laughs> it's all true. About the, the majesty of the female body and the wisdom. And, and so my work has really been shifting from being specifically about money to being specifically about like, how can we um, really bring our bodies to work? Mm. So we, we work these days as though we don't have a body. And I witness that in myself and with both my parents and with our entire society. And I'm witnessing myself through pregnancy. Um, I really worked so much less because my body just was like, I'm so tired because I was making a human. And then, um, and then after having my baby girl, I've worked so much less. So I've just been really thinking about like, power in our bodies seen and unseen and how that manifests in the world and so yeah anyway that's it's like my quick but well the thing I've always loved about your message when you were talking about money is that it wasn't necessarily about money it was about valuing and this opportunity to really honor the self by creating enough stability financially that you can focus on your life yeah. You know, and so that's what I love about this being the second chakra ambassador is that, you know, they say like money, you know, sex, power. And I think we're in the process of redefining our relationship to that in a way that is constructive versus destructive. Because like in our culture now, sometimes you say money, sex, power, and it's like the fall of humanity. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's just like, oh, you know, and versus like money creating stability, structure, so you can have a sense of freedom to live your life. You know, sex, it's like embodied love. You know, really, I mean, every, life force. yeah, exactly. Everyone has their own relationship to it, but there's this opportunity and then power, 
you know, the thing that I feel like your mom has championed and like you said that you've experienced is like to know the power of the human body to yeah. create. And so I also want to honor Kate because a lot, a lot of times she says something and it shifts something in me forever. And she was relaying a story where she was talking about someone saying to her, I think you were getting like your haircut or something. And it's like, you know, the woman's body, it's not like she has to say like, okay, um, I need to put on my to-do list today, make a liver. Okay, check on the left ear. It's like the body knows how to do this. And when I heard that, I've, I've been championing, you know, women's bodies, wisdom, wisdom and trusting the body for a long time. But it's like all of a sudden I realized that we trust the body to create life. But all of a sudden when we're creating our life, it becomes yes. untrustworthy. And I was like, that yes. doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. <laughs> and that's like been the connection I've been making lately about the way, especially women, we micromanage our lives and our businesses and our work. Um, mm-hmm. And it is literally the energy of all of our creations comes from the second chakra and, and the womb and the wisdom that makes a liver and like makes an ear that we don't have to think about. And how, how can we bring that level of trust and that level of surrender and that level of of stillness with tremendous productivity mm-hmm. to our other creations in the world. It's like mind blowing when mm. you start to think about it that way. I, I agree. And I, and I love that you're asking that question. How can we, and I'm curious. So how can we? Yeah. <laughs> well, lately I've just been, um, I am a doer. I love activity. I am, I really have struggled with stillness my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, this does not come easily to me. I know women who it does come easily to, and I think it's amazing, but I just want to know, like, want listeners to know. I think so often, like, we listen to people being interviewed or sharing whatever they're sharing and, like, have this idea in our head, like, oh, well, easy for them to say. Um, this stuff, like, I am, this is hard for me. <laughs> doing less things. So I've been practicing doing less and seeing what happens because what happened is I... During, during pregnancy and then my first year and change of motherhood, I did far less in my business than I've ever done in my enti- entire life. And yet um, our revenue remained steady and grew and our business grew. Mm. And like, wait, this is literally opposite to everything I've always been taught and everything I've always believed, which is that, you know, like if you stop working so much, your business will grow, but that, I mean, come on, that's, that's like counter to everything. So what I've been practicing lately is first of all, noticing. So I think about it like um, the metaphor I like to use and, and I'll, t- I'll give some specific steps in a second, but the metaphor I like to use is like, let's say you have on your front walkway at your house, a big pile of dirt mm-hmm. that you want to move. Okay. Not like a huge pile, like <laughs> less than you would use a shovel for. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you have a hose. And so you want to move this dirt quickly because you have other things to do. And so if you used like the soft spray setting, it would just sort of like wash over the whole thing and just get it wet, but no dirt would move. But if you turned that little dial on your hose spray thingy to like the, the, the really super focused intense one where all the water comes out a couple of holes instead of all the water comes out like 35 holes. Mm-hmm. The, the, the dirt will move really fast and then your walkway is clean. Quickly, 
because, <laughs> because of the spray setting. So mm-hmm. I've just been thinking about in my life, like how can I focus my spray setting so that I get basically get more done in less time. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things has been really identifying like what are my vital few? What, what are the things that A, I love to do that only I can do and that, um, that move the needle forward in my business. So I think about my vital, I think about this a lot from, from a business work perspective. Um, yes, I have my vital few in my life too, but, mm-hmm. but in my business. And so like, think about that right now. What are your vital few? You know, what are the things that you like really no one else can do mm-hmm. and that you deeply love and that actually make a huge difference in terms of your business? Because um, Pareto's principle is the 80-20 rule that, of our results will come from 20% of our actions, give or take. Always, Mm -hmm. always, always. And so what is that 20% for you? And for Mm -hmm. me, it was so helpful to identify, okay, it's writing and creating content. It's connecting with people. And it's, um, I mean, honestly, it's really those two things. (laughs) (laughs) It's writing and creating content and it's connecting with people. There might be a third thing, but like pretty much not. Um, oh, well, then delivering the content, yeah. I guess, would be better. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I don't know, do you know what it is for you, just offhand? Well, I was so inspired as I was hearing you because I, I really, really resonate with that. And it, and it makes me think of, too, this, like, metaphor that I often see about, like, the feminine energy, like a, a house cat or, like, a jaguar in the jungle. It's like they spend a lot of time, nice. like, at ease And then when it's time to take action, they bring their full presence, but they're not like neurotically pacing unless they're in a, (laughs) you know what I mean? But like, just yeah, Yeah. the feline essence, you know, is that like, whoo, but then it's not like, it's always, it's not passive. It's just passive and resting and aware and conscious so that when it takes action, it goes, boom. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's um, really the thing that I feel um, so called to doing, like the the vital few, is really, really teaching. Yeah, specifically, like I love teaching, but I felt a real passion around um, teaching teachers and then teaching other people because it's like I want to say, what is the thing only I can do? Well, only I can teach Koya, but that's not true at all. (laughs) You know, uh, there's there's amazing Koya teachers like yourself, and um, and and. So just really, really empowering other people because for me, I feel like Koya is not my brainchild. Koya is something that exists in all time. It is a feminine manifestation of higher consciousness and I feel very honored to be the steward of it in this form. So any way I can you know, serve that and the ways in which I can serve it the best are really empowering other women to remember the essence that they have within themselves. Yeah. And, uh, and I think in terms of this podcast, another thing that came up was just realizing how much support I have in my life. I feel moved to tears in this, but it's just like, whenever I think of like a quandary that I have, I have so many brilliant people in my life like yourself. And so just really wanting to offer that because energetically, like I, I don't feel alone and it's not only because of the people I can talk to on the phone. Like I feel with everything that's happening in the world that there's this, you know, this, this rising of love embodied and I feel it everywhere and I look out and there's, there's many challenges, but I just see the love rising so strong. And, and so I feel like one of the things that I can do is be that reminder. And so just looking for places to really, to really serve those missions and, 
And so, yeah, training teachers and um, talking to and sharing the resources that I feel so blessed and humble to have. Yeah. That's so beautiful. And what I hear you saying, which is really profound, is that Koya is this feminine creation and it's, you know, has existed in all time and space and that you are the steward of that work. And so what's, what's so relaxing about that when I hear you and, and I really want listeners to hear this is that you are not taking a responsibility for it, nor are you taking control over it. And you are taking responsibility for getting the word out there, but you're not thinking like, oh my gosh, if I don't do every single little thing, like it's not going to happen. You know that it is a life form in and of itself. And so you're like the best mother ever, right? <laughs> you're, you're keeping it safe. You're nourishing it. And you're nourishing it to be the best it can be, which is its own, like you don't really know what that's going to be. And so... Um, if we could treat all of our creations that way, I'm reading Dr. Shafali Sayberry's um, The Awakened Family right now. Mm. Talks a lot about in conscious, this, this philosophy of conscious parenting and this connects so much to every single one of our creations that um, we put so many of our expectations of, on, our child, on our children and that is what creates the rift and that's what creates a society of individuals who feel like they suck. Right. Mm. <laughs> I won't say specifically my parents, but like the collective, our parents, yeah. the ideas of how they think it should be. And they think we are their creations mm. and we are not. And so our creations, the things birthed through us are also not really our creations. They're just, they like came through, you know? Mm-hmm. And so um, that's that, that creates this ability to rest because we can trust, like, for example, I feel very relaxed when I drop Penelope off at daycare because there are these amazing women and one guy sometimes who, <laughs> who care for her all day. And she has all these mothers, you know, taking care of her. She loves them and she feels safe with all these people. So I feel like I can come home and take a break and like go to yoga and talk to you. And I don't feel like I'm failing as a mother. I actually feel like I'm gifting her this mm-hmm. sense of... Um, feeling safe in the world. And, and mm. if we would bring that metaphor to everything that comes through us, I just think we wouldn't have to work as hard and it would be able to include so many other people on the planet in being part of the solution, just as you are with Koya, empowering others to bring, like to also join the team of being stewards of Koya. It's like how many people are walking around feeling purposeless and feeling like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Is this all there is? And, and the less that we can hold on to mm. things that have come through us, the more opportunity we give for other people to add their own, you know, their own ability, their own power. And we give this opportunity to step up and be like, hey, this isn't mine, but I need help carrying it. Do you want to, you know, do you want to help me carry it? And that makes people feel amazing because <laughs> they can tap into that power within themselves. And so um, I, I love the way you're talking about your loose grip. Ongoing. Mm. <laughs> that gentle holding you have is wow important. wow and I'm forever grateful for you I'm so I feel like a big piece of medicine came through in this conversation around when we hold our creations that way we can really relax and rest into them to be their steward and to serve them but not necessarily from an ego perspective claim them yes <laughs> And, and I would claim say, them, but not claim them. That's such, I'm, ta- I'm taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> and 
I love that you articulated that so beautifully. And I think I, I also just want to share, because this is something that comes up for me a lot, is when I see people who have had a creation in the world and I see them holding it very, very tightly. And I see them really, really struggling with being like, I did this versus this came through me. That that's often when I see them struggle the most. Yes, so. because because that actually puts a um, puts a um, what the frick is that called a tourniquet on like the flow of abundance. Yeah, and and I think it's like holding that paradox. I remember speaking with someone who created something really magnificent in the world, and then it was sort of taken away. Um, and and I said, you know, it's like one of those things in our conversation that to know that you got to steward this incredible thing that like lives on in the world, and you don't get to call it yours anymore. Um, and simultaneously, like you did it. It's like you did it, and it came through you. Like both. Like you know that. But, but being able to hold them both versus one or the other. And I love what's coming through the medicine here is just to realize and to offer as like an experiment, you know, in your own life to see when you offer yourself as a steward and as you offer yourself to be in service to your creation instead of being the controller of the creation, wow. you know, is there more space and can you, can you rest into it more because I'm experiencing that and then there's more space for other people and then you're articulating that so beautifully. Beautifully. And I think so much of what's happening in the world right now is really this dance between our ego and, and our heart, you know, between fear and love, between trust and control, and um, between surrender and action. And when we can find, you know, just to bring that metaphor of motherhood in, it's just so beautiful because that's, that's it. You know, I think Khalil Gibran is like, yeah. I mean, it's so crazy. Like the first day I ever brought Penelope to daycare, I just cried so much in the car on the way home. And then I was like, oh my God, she's nine months old. And she suddenly has a whole life that doesn't include me. And it was like the most humbling, like, oh my God, she's not mine. Yeah. It's really, it's really profound. And mm-hmm. so to bring that to, to what, you know, to our work creations, whether you're a mother or not, I just mm-hmm. want to really be clear. And also whether you even have the equipment to be a mother or not. Yeah. Energy is in all of us. And so, you know, this is not an exclusionary. This is an, this is an everybody. Like, mm-hmm. the is, runs, runs everywhere. She's everywhere. And so we can all tap into that energy of, of the divine mother who cares for us and loves us unconditionally, but doesn't claim us. Um, and, yes. Uh, yeah. Thank but, you uh, so much for speaking that too, because I feel like we know that we're always feeling like this is an energy that's in everyone. It's, it's the feminine essence. It's not specific. And um, simultaneously, it's important to share that. So mm-hmm. I feel called to end this with the Khalil Gibran poem on children because it came through and I just, I feel like it's so beautiful. So on children by Khalil Gibran. Your children are not your children. They are the sons and daughters of life's longing for itself. They come through you, but not from you. And though they are with you, yet they belong not to you. You may give them your love, but not your thoughts, for they have their own thoughts. You may house their bodies, but not their souls, for their souls dwell in the house of tomorrow, which you cannot visit even in your dreams. You may strive to be like them, but seek not to make them like you, for life goes not backward, nor tarries with yesterday. You are the boughs from which your children 
excuse me, you are the bows from which your children as living arrows are sent forth. The archer sees the mark upon the path of the infinite and he bends you with his might that his arrows may go swift and far. Let your bending in the archer's hand be for gladness, for even as he loves the arrow that flies, he also loves the bow that is stable. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I feel so blessed that this came through. And thank you, everyone that's listening. And I definitely want to offer a blessing and a prayer that we all can be that stable bow that can send arrows of love out into the world and use the metaphor of the body, its ability to create life as trustworthy and as a map for all the things that we wish to create in the world. And I'm also want to just encourage everyone that that hears that that spark inside of them to continue to listen to it uh, that the seeds that we plant here that may they water and grow and I also just want to hear from Kate the best way to stay connected to her because she has so much to offer and uh, I feel so blessed to have her in my life and so blessed that we could have this conversation and very excited for you to also have more access to her now so Kate how can people learn more about you and your work well come over to katenorthrop.com I have um, something for you there that's my gift to you which is um uh, something I put together about how to three three very specific ways I figured out to have more in your life through doing less. Um, Amazing! <laughs> grab that over at katenorthrop.com, and and I have things developing right now. Like things are coming through um, that. I think you'll be excited to hear about. So if you come over and um, play with me, then you'll hear about them first. Oh, I got the goosebumps. <laughs> so if you got the goosebumps too, definitely go check Kate and her work out. Thank you, Kate, so much. Thank you for being on this Wise, Wild, and Free podcast. And thank you for being such a beautiful embodiment of remembering your essence and expressing it in the world. Thank you. I love you. I love you too. To continue the conversation, visit us at koya.love, Q-O-Y-A dot L-O-V-E and lifestyleofreverence.com for more information about movement, rituals, community, and pilgrimage.